When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's a little sad. With me, as always, is someone who doesn't know as much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we love her still. Kristen Studdard. Hi. Hi, it's me. I, I know more than I'd like to. I'll say that for free. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Kristen? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. We have made it into 2020. Uh, it's exciting. We started this podcast in 2018. Oh, my God. This is our third year. <laughs> our third calendar, calendar year. year. Yes, our third calendar year. Uh, and also, we have, at this point covered every nominee on the rock hall ballot we've done it we've we've talked about every single artist that's on the ballot and we are still though not at the moment where we know who's going to be inducted into the class well we know soon or what are you planning to prank me again in the meantime i don't think i'm gonna prank you i think i'm we don't have a date set specifically but i think january 14th is my guess as to when the class will be announced oh that's coming right up it's soon january 10th uh is when the ballots are due Ooh. now speaking of ballots mm-hmm. Kristen. yes through doing this podcast over three calendar years we have met and encountered many people who have ballots many voting members of the hall many insiders mm-hmm. industry insiders yes experts insiders people who have been on the nominating committee people who just have a ballot now uh, we have some weeks to fill before we have an actual class announcement. So, Joe, you're calling this podcast filler. <laughs> no, I'm saying we get to do something special. Oh, all right. There we go. We are going to call up some voters who have either sent in their ballot. I think some of them haven't sent it in yet. So oh we'll be gosh. able to maybe Will I be able to pressure someone into voting for Janet Jackson again. Uh, well, you not, know, not Janet, but, yeah, but not Janet. <laughs> or maybe, maybe you will be able to get them yeah. to write in a Janet. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to call some voters and check in with them, see how they felt about the ballot and get a bit of a, I guess we're pollsters in a sense. Oh my gosh. Because we're going to find out who they voted for. I, this is a good. This is a good episode. I think so. I think <laughs> I think people will uh, appreciate it. I think so too. I don't think maybe this has ever been done. Of this, you'll get your own ballot. Maybe by the end. Maybe that's this year's campaign for our for for our podcast uh-huh. is to get you a ballot. All right, I like let that. Let Joe vote. Hashtag Let Joe vote. This, okay, this is good. Get it going. Everyone's gonna think it's about Biden somehow. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that's not good. Okay, forget it. Forget the hashtag. Forget it. <laughs> All right, so no, we, we're going to say let Joe Quazala, everyone must spell his name correctly. Let Joe Quazala vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Make it a really long Let's hashtag. I think that's a good idea. Uh, all right, well, the first person we're going to be calling is our friend who we met in New York. His name's Greg Geller, not to be confused with Greg Heller, oh, who yeah. <laughs> is another person who's been on our podcast many times. Greg Geller 
we recorded with him after we went to the induction ceremony in New York. We he talked to did him. The compilations. Yes. So he was on the nominating committee for many, many years. Uh, is no longer on the nominating committee, but he still makes the CD that they give to people at the induction ceremony. Which Soon is cool. he'll be making the thumb drive that they give to people at the induction right. ceremony. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and he will most likely be doing it for this year as well, whoever the class may be. Ooh. So he has a ballot, uh, and we are going to call him up right now. Hello? Hi, Greg. This is... Uh, this is Hey, you're expecting my call? Yo, I'm expecting your call, yes. Perfect. Uh, well, you are on the air right now uh, with me and Kristen. Hi, Greg. Hi, Kristen. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We're we're hitting 2020 running. We're ready to talk about the hall, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so All right. first, things, first things first, I'm curious what you thought about this year's ballot. Well, I thought it was kind of thin, you know. Um, In what sense? As, as I think most ballots will be from from here on out uh, by thin i mean i mean without very many you know no-brainer obvious first ballot choices not mm-hmm. a lot of slam dunks on there for you greg um well there's a couple of slam dunks for me personally mm-hmm. although they may not be for you know the vast majority of voters like Time will tell, obviously, but... Uh, I see. You so know. you're saying there's no, like, objectively, they have to go in, you can't make an argument against it. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some acts, you know, that are kind of across-the-board obvious choices, you know, but but we're into that time frame where the, the market, so to speak, is so splintered, you know, the age of specialization and formatting of radio and so on, so that... Those of us who, you know, know absolutely nothing about um, one act and everything about another and vice versa. It's not like there are artists that we could all agree on anymore. Yeah, it's almost becoming increasingly difficult for one voter by themselves to be qualified to have a ballot. Yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely true. In the early days of the hall, there was, you know, pretty general agreement. You'd, you know, on on the artists that were both nominated and ultimately inducted. You know, you didn't get very much dissent. I mean, obviously, there were always folks out there in in the greater universe that that felt their favorites were being ignored, but you didn't hear very loud objections to the artists that were actually being inducted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now. That's, uh, I don't think that's really the case. You know, I mean, you have people that don't think rap acts should be included and other people that, you know, feel so-and-so is too pop or too this or too that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, we're splintered. We're, I think you made a really fra- great point about the specialization of radio in particular because I think that maybe in the early classes especially you could really every act that was inducted could have been played on classic rock radio and now we have some artists that are being nominated who would absolutely never be played on classic rock radio and there was kind of like a consensus about not just what rock not just like what artists you know should come in should be inducted but there was a consensus about what rock and roll is and now we've we're kind of getting to a point where all the artists you know it's like rock has just a different connotation now yeah no i i, I, 
couldn't agree more. You know, I mean, in the in the in the fifties and throughout the sixties, certainly top forty radio played everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that so that you know you were exposed to everything from you know Frank Sinatra and Percy Faith right through you know all the top R and B and soul acts of the day to rock bands. You know, you name it, anything went. And uh, that, that was pretty wonderful, quite frankly. In, in the 70s, though, they started formatting radio stations to appeal to specific segments of the market. And um, that was the era when, for instance, well, getting into the 80s now, you know, Michael Jackson, who clearly had across-the-board appeal, couldn't be placed on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. You know what was that about? <laughs> yeah, we know what that was. We know what yeah, that we was. do. We do know what that's about <laughs> historically. Yeah. Yes, and it's really just kind of gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say. I think you're right. Niches have have become the new norm. The niche is mm-hmm. the norm. There's not really like there is popular culture, but popular culture in general is quite specialized. Wow, that's right. <laughs> My yeah. God, that's true. Um, well, Greg. Do you I, you have sent your ballot in already, correct? I have, yes. And I know uh, you maybe don't remember exactly who you voted for. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I remember I remember four of the artists that I voted for. Okay, um, we'll see. Fifth, we'll... You know, when it came to the fifth, I debated not voting for a fifth. Oh wow! I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I did vote for a fifth, but um, I don't really recall. Which one of several <laughs> it was. Okay, interesting. They were all sort of equally worthy or unworthy, depending on how you look at uh-huh. it. So. Right. <laughs> if, if I could guess who you voted for, I would, prob- I would probably look at this, I would think about your era, I would say, did you vote for the MC5? Well, that's one of the ones that I may have voted okay. for oh. in, in the fifth spot. Well, then why don't why don't you tell us then who you remember sure. was on your ballot? Okay, well, uh, I voted for T Rex. Mm-hmm. I voted for Todd Rundgren. Mm-hmm. Thin Lizzy. Okay. And and Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. Although I really feel I was voting for Chaka Khan, but I understood. Uh, uh, you know, over the years, back when I was on the nominating committee, there was always this debate as to whether we were nominating Rufus or Chaka Khan. They seem to have, you know, split the difference by nominating both. And that's cool, you know. I mean, but I think the, the real reason we're voting for that act is Chaka Khan. Yeah, it's the so. it's the legacy of the, the woman. She's really yeah. the, the marquee name yeah, there. Yeah, and she became the yeah. marquee name, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as we know, the ballot itself has had sometimes just her, and then sometimes just the band. And now, yeah, yeah Rufus yeah. featuring Shaka Khan seems to include both legacies, which is probably the right move. But I do think the name Rufus is just confusing enough. It's really, I'll <laughs> tell you, I did not know that it was not just a guy. <laughs> it, it took. A, yeah. And she, yeah, it's, yeah. It's true. So anyway, I, I don't have any problem with that. But, uh, mm-hmm. No, I, it's I probably have... the right move. Although I think it probably makes it a little more difficult for her to get in. I have a feeling it was could just be. her name. It would be a little yeah, bit. It could be. We'll we'll see. You know, I mean, I, this year I I couldn't begin to guess 
who's going to actually make it this year. I think it's interesting, too, that you didn't. I feel like a lot of people think that Whitney is a, a, like a slam dunk, that she will really get. I think that people think there's a high likelihood that she will get in. And I'm, I'm curious, what are your thoughts about her being on the ballot? Well, you know, as you now know, I did not vote for her. She, she wasn't even one of my contenders for the fifth spot. You know, generally speaking, I base my vote on records more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, although I do take other factors into account, certainly in the case of Finn Lizzy, I did. But What did you take into account with Finn Lizzy? Uh, Just to go back to to Whitney for a second. Oh, sure. You know, there are one or two of her singles that I, you know, think were absolutely terrific. But by and large, I thought her recording career was extremely disappointing. Horrible songs, overblown <laughs> productions. You know, I do I think mean, she. I, yeah, I'm not one to argue with success. Mm-hmm. You know, and more power to her. But I've never viewed voting in the Hall of Fame as you know having a whole lot to do with one's relative success. Sure, no, I think that's probably the right way to think of it. Uh, and I also think you're right on some level, depending on how you look at it, that you could argue that Whitney was a victim of. 80s production the era yeah and that that yeah. was such a specific time and if you hear that it is encased in 80s amber and if you don't if you don't like that <laughs> then that is hard to ignore yeah i mean you know no doubt she had an incredible you know vocal ability absolutely but it just could have been put to so much better use in my in my opinion mm-hmm. and it's a shame we never got to hear that or heard it very rarely let me put it that way mm-hmm um, well, we put a pin in Thin Lizzy. I'm curious about your uh, choice there. Well, um, this is purely a personal, it's based on a personal experience. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, in, in, in 1976, I was living in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, basically my, you know, my sense of the music was what I was hearing on Top 40 Radio at the time. I mean, I was in the music business, so I was listening to everything. You know, I take away from living there the experience of listening to music in the car. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both have that yes. experience. <laughs> and, and, and one day, the boys are back in town, came on the car, car radio, and it just blew me away because at that particular moment in time, it was so unlike you know, everything else that I was hearing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me of something called rock and roll. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You know, and that, you know, in hindsight, I mean, I, you know, it's certainly related to, uh, you know, Springsteen and the Born to Run album. There's no, no denying the, the similarities there. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, I, I made it a point to get uh, the Jailbreak album, which contained that single, and it was a great album. And I took advantage of the fact that I worked for CBS Records. Tim Lizzie was coming to town, and they happened to be opening for this band that we had back then called Journey. Sure, <laughs> sure. Not, not one of my favorites, if you recall from previous <laughs> <Yeah>. conversations. <laughs> but I was able to get tickets for the concert. It was in Santa Monica. And... Uh, you know, that's that's where I, the first and only time I ever saw Thin Lizzy, and they were absolutely fantastic. You know, again, looking back, you know, I was in L.A., everything was happening, at least uh, 
the conventional wisdom would have it. It was all happening back in New York, and here I was, a New Yorker, living in L.A., and mm-hmm. the whole CBGB thing was going on, and I wasn't here. Right. But mm-hmm. for me, in 1976, what got me sort of back to the roots, so to speak, mm-hmm. were albums by two bands, Graham Parker and The Rumor and Thin Lizzy, curiously, both on Mercury Records, which may be why neither of them is yet in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Interesting theory, yeah. <laughs> well, Mercury sort of notoriously dropped the ball on any number of acts back in those days. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, uh, I just, just based on, you know, my personal experience and feelings about them, that's that's why they got my vote. Okay, that, that seems it's, valid. I think everybody at same, least gets one slot that, for you know, their They didn't feelings. have a bigger career, but they were... Um, they were significantly more successful in the UK than they ever were here in the States. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, from the and international I think perspective. That count for something, which also has to do with why I voted for T-Rex. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And it has to do, frankly, with why I would nominate Cliff Richard every year when I was, back, when I was on the nominating committee. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we have this weird thing about English acts, which is that until they make it in America, it's like they don't exist. But <laughs> not necessarily the case. I mean, if it wasn't for Cliff Richard, you know, we might there might not have been rock and roll in in the UK. There might there might never have been. You name it. So you know, T Rex, they were huge. Yeah, they were one hit one hit wonder here in the states, and in England they had. I don't know. I think I think they had like uh, eight singles. Oh yeah, singles. You know that were massive hits. They were top uh, ten and highly influential. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the sound of the seventies, English pop and rock was you know largely based on T Rex. That's why they got my vote. Who was competing for that fifth slot? (laughs) Um, Well, MC Five certainly, Mm -hmm. Depeche Mode. Okay. Motorhead, Judas Priest, you know, all worthy on a second or third tier level, I think. But uh, I honestly don't re- I don't remember which one I voted for. Okay, maybe maybe we'll find out when we find out who gets inducted, and we'll credit you. <laughs> it was one of those four? That's that's the best I can tell you. Okay, again, we'll give you the credit as to whoever gets in. Then we'll we'll, we'll no send it your what, way. We'll say it was you and your That's influence. Right. My vote, yeah, my e- vote carried the day. Even if it's Dave Matthews, we'll say it was you. <laughs> uh, please don't. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, thank you so thank much for you. taking the time to talk to us. I look Always forward to seeing what uh, tracks you select for the compilation this year. Yeah, that we're looking forward to that. Y- you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you. Bye. 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 Well, that was Greg Geller, a very uh, so nice knowledgeable. and knowledgeable guy. And I like it when people are not afraid to go off. I like it when they're going to say speak, their opinion. Speak your mind. Say, yeah. Say why they feel a, 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 some type of way. Mm-hmm. And I was into it. He did not hold back, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Maybe All right. I'm like, don't be cagey. Let us know. So he voted for Thin Lizzy 
T-Rex, Rufus and Shaka Khan, and Todd Rundgren. He picked many of the artists who are on the ballot all the time. All the time. Well, <laughs> uh, he's a classic hall guy. <laughs> he is. No, for sure. And, you know, it was interesting, though, that fifth slot was a lot of the hard acts, aside from Depeche Mode, but, like, Juice Priest and Motorhead, Our theory, MC5. It's like, which is that it's hard yeah. to pick between those bands if you want to acknowledge that type of music. And interesting to have chosen both Thin Lizzy and T Rex. In a sense, that that the American story of those bands is very similar. Yeah, I just thought that that would be one you might have to pick one or the other. But you know what? You get five choices, so you can mm-hmm. do what you want. All right, are we ready to call someone new? Let's call someone new. Who are we calling now? We will call our old friend who has been on the show a few times and was the first former nominating committee member to be on our show, our good pal, Roy Traken. Roy Traken. So let's go ahead and give him a call. This sound really makes me feel like we have a podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Roy Traken. Hi, Roy. It's Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hi, Roy. We're great. You are on the hey, air. <laughs> Why do I got a Pittsburgh number on my line? That's nutty. That's me, baby. That's, yeah, Pittsburgh. he's a Pittsburgh oh, man. boy. You're, Born you're, and raised. You're a Pittsburgh Polak? I am. Yes. He really is. <laughs> pa- pass the sausage. You can't beat that, man. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I did a, I did a really uh, I did a really good job being a Polish boy from Pittsburgh, I think. <laughs> Great. Yeah, great. That's that's typecast. I think so. I'll take it. Total typecast. Uh, well, Roy, thank you for talking to us today. Um, we're curious, just general. Uh, yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on this year's ballot? This year's ballot was a tough one, I'll tell you that. Um, In the sense that you like, liked a lot of the artists or you didn't like a lot of the artists? Um, I, I thought a lot of the artists were sort of on the borderline of being deserving and not deserving. And... Uh, I think that's the nature of the era that we're in now. Mm-hmm. That and the comparison of apples and oranges. These ballots are almost impossible to kind of, you know, how do you compare Whitney Houston and Motorhead? Do, do they live <laughs> in the same universe or right. what? Right. I, I mean, that's a very good point. You know, come on. I, I mean, it really makes it difficult. I mean, I'll tell you. At this point, given what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, and the and the fact that. You know, we're we're now go, getting into the era where rock and roll itself, you know, is di- you know has basically died. So you know, we've got to examine the other the other genres and see which are worthy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really tough for me to justify um, you know the the pop R and B artists in terms of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and, and even someone like Whitney Houston, you know, if you say like Frank Sinatra was like the anti Elvis Presley and, and he was sort of, you know, everything that rock and roll doesn't represent, you know, you begin to look at people like, you know, Whitney Houston. And again, I supported like Donna Summer, for instance. I mean, her candidacy. But, you know, Whitney is just one that just seems, uh, you know, it's sure it's gospel and it's it's part of the roots of of rock and roll, but um, you know, it, it certainly is a stretch to to call her rock and roll. But again, you know, now we're entering this era where um, you know we are being required to sort of you know pick between apples and oranges, mm-hmm. and so that was why I found this year's ballot you know, really, really difficult. And, um, you know, a a lot of artists who are deserving, um, you know, I I had to leave off just because, 
you know, I, I go one-on-one and, and, and kind of figure, you know, influence and, and, and influence on me, too. I mean, because mm-hmm. this ballot is my personal opinion, after all. It's yeah. my, you know, IMHO, in my humble opinion, this is who <laughs> I think. And, you know, in all my, you know, years of listening and uh, and being a fan and, you know, and, and doing that kind of, you know, rating thing in your mind, ranking thing, always what's better, what's mm-hmm. worse. What are the 10 best albums, you know, um, you know, as nonsensical as that is, um, you know, that that's what forms the crux of what makes this interesting year after year. It's, those yeah. types of conversations. It's why we have a podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys have, have plumbed that depth and, uh, you know, <laughs> quite, uh, quite efficiently. And, uh, you know, there are endless arguments. And as long as this institution continues and, uh you know, it, it looks like it will, at least for the immediate future. But uh, we are definitely entering the age where, where, where rock is on the descendants. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, uh, you know, I mean, what do you think? Whitney Houston or Motorhead? I, I mean, you know, or, or Nine Inch Nails. It's just, yeah. I, how, do you pick be- how do you pick between? At this point, what I was saying was, I mean, you go down this list. And, and I could make a case for every single uh, one of these. You could make a case. Someone mm-hmm. can make a great argument, you know, for them to be in. Um, and I'm not denying because there, there are no ringers on this list. I mean, these people, they're, they're all pretty deserving, you know, uh, of one sort or another. Uh, maybe not in my personal taste, but, you know, certainly, uh, you know, they, they have their audiences and they have their hits and um, they certainly have their, their, their influence. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, that, that said, you know, you had to come down to five and, um, you know, I, I came down to five. After well, much, I see, you know, you, know, you, you filled so. out your ballot in secret. You wouldn't, uh, you know, come and put your feet to the fire over here. <laughs> Let me look over your shoulder while you. <laughs> yeah, no, no filling out your ballot on, on the air with us this year, Roy. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I didn't do that. I mean, I, I, I thought about that, but, um, you know, it was Fair. just, I, I sat on it for a while and then, uh, <laughs> and then I was ready to go. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's tough for me to leave out, you know, for instance, if you want to talk about, you know, who who missed. Yes, um, for sure. I had a hard time leaving off T-Rex. I thought a great argument could be made. They, they're, they're terrific, um, very influential, um, not as popular in America, but I don't know if that matters as much. I mean, Mark Boland was certainly uh, a real iconic figure. Um, you know, I, I would vote for them down the line. I, I would. Um, you know, just just not in this batch of uh, of people. You know, mm-hmm. um, Soundgarden. I know they have their adherence too, and and uh, yeah, I believe they were, you know, very important. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think they were the major group of you know of that era. I mean, I thought you know both Nirvana and Pearl Jam were more important, uh, but but certainly, arguably, they're third. And I mean, I, I think their time will come. Their I, time I think they'll will, eventually yeah. get voted in I, I mean especially uh or maybe uh, you know the death of you know chris cornell puts a you know a real kind of slant on their candidacy because, yeah uh, yeah you want to vote for them you know because of chris cornell and yet they're not going to really have a chance to uh, gild their lilies so to speak without chris being around so yeah it's a sad have a touch, t- uh, tough time moving into the future and it's a sad it's a sad thing that happens often with the hall is that an artist does not get their due until after they've passed and right, it, it's right. it's uh, an unfortunate reality 
Yeah, you know, it, it makes for good theater, but, you know, tell that to the person who, you know, died before, you know, he was able to, you know, induct, get, you know, get inducted, which is, mm-hmm. you know, arguably the bar mitzvah for any rock and roll <laughs> band, you know, I mean, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're they are adults now officially, but, uh, right. so I, I think Soundgarden, I, I mean, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't have been finalists on my ballot but i mean i could see them on a, on a ballot in the future uh nine inch nails really important i i mean you know they're another one um you know trent reznor obviously deserves you know some some kudos i mean he, he was incredible live i saw them a few times i mean and they were groundbreaking um yeah, they're 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 tough not to vote for. Yeah, um, well, I would I, imagine, I, I, Roy. I would think that they'll get much consideration in the future as his work. I mean, he's still a young guy; he's still putting out stuff. I mean, yeah, I think there's time to reassess Nine Inch Nails, right? Well, I w- I would imagine that uh, you I I think it's hard to justify putting in Nine Inch Nails before either Depeche Mode or ultimately Kraftwerk because they really established what electronic music would yeah, become absolutely and, and that's my argument for craft work who i voted for in the past and i and i voted for again this year mm-hmm. um i i um you know hi- highly influential uh, continue to be influential um i you know the, the the german aspect i think has to be nodded to here the international <laughs> aspect yeah i, I mean uh, Craftwork is one has been one of my kind of pet projects for a while now in terms of the the ballot and and I and I voted for again I, I voted for them again this year. That's uh, good. One I, of my five. I think that was wise, and I think we can also probably guess you've been on our show talking about him specifically. Todd Rundgren was another one of your picks, correct? Yeah, yeah. Went went, went for Todd. Um, you know, again, that's a highly personal one. Um, uh, you know, really grew up with him, uh, you know, from Naz to the, to the solo albums. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you include the production work in, in the um, you're, you're, assessment of Rundgren as a as a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame player. But I don't think you're you supposed to. deny it either, you know. It's yeah. Very, uh, you know, it's like a, a manager, a great baseball manager being inducted into the Hall of Fame who wasn't maybe a great player, but... Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I have a soft spot for Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, As we know, know well documented on this podcast. It is amazingly eclectic and the things that he touched on. And, uh, you know, those early records, those one man band records, very influential for sure. And then an- another artist that's been on the ballot before, uh, and I don't know, you can tell us if you voted for them before, because I know you did not last year, but MC5. Finally got convinced for MC5, uh, saw the version of MC50, which was touring at the Terragram Ballroom. It was fantastic. They're kind of a group that I, I'm hoping gets in because, you know, I'm a big New York Dolls fan, obviously, and, and always have been. And I just feel like when these cult bands get in, you know, these bands that had kind of regional, local success, maybe never really broke out, but, you know, are, are certainly influential and iconic you know groups in terms of my development anyway the things that i that i loved i you know i I wasn't a huge mc5 fan you know at the time but you know i've really come to um appreciate their place in 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 history and uh, you know and 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 seeing wayne just it it brought it home to me and and I'm, i'm i'm friendly with the guy this is one of those this is one of those this is one of those personal things Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. i feel they uh 
you know, they, they deserve it's about time. And, and I think, uh, you know, if they don't get in these next couple of times, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them because, uh, you know, the, the memories fade. But they're still out there. So, I mean, there's still that opportunity That's like true. they did with mm-hmm. me that they put on a performance where I said, you know what? You know, these guys, fuck, they deserve it. You know, they, they have quite they have quite the legacy short lived, but. But um, still, but, but influential. Important, yeah. I mean, would you agree with me on that, Joe? I, I would say so, especially when you. It's hard to even put a, a, maybe a band like Motorhead on your ballot without thinking, oh, who did they kind of uh, mold themselves after? And there's a lot of artists on this ballot specifically that you can draw a line back to MC5 easily. Yeah, Motorhead being one of them for sure. And I mean, uh, listen. You know, Lemmy deserves his own wing in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> but uh, uh, more so as an iconic figure than, than musically. Although uh, they kicked ass pretty, pretty damn hard uh, in their day, but um, you know, I, I think they fall just below the mark of greatness. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like I said, if, if Lemmy doesn't deserve his own wing, I don't know who does. I mean, um, if it were the Rock and Roll, with, uh, similarly with Judas Priest. Yeah. I mean, you know, those guys just, you know, that that's not particularly my taste, but, you know, they certainly defined a certain brand of, you know, the rock and metal, roll rock attitude and roll, Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, yeah, I think I think we'd say rock and roll Hall of Fame is it if fucking, you know, Rob Alford ain't in there. Yeah, if it were if it were rock and roll attitude Hall of Fame, I think both of those would have been in a long time ago. Uh, now, so we, we talked about Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the doobies, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of people make a case for the doobies, the early doobies, the, uh, you know, the pre Michael McDonald doobies and yeah, you know, they, they do, they, they did, but to me, they're sort of the definition of just, uh, not necessarily journeymen, but, um, yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's they, you know, I mean, the Doobie Brothers, I, I mean, <laughs> with all due, with all Doobie respect. Doobie respect there you go. Yeah, now, um, I believe I know the last two artists on your ballot, and they're two artists that we would have pushed you to vote for yeah, anyway, which is... I would is, have been over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, which is Pat Benatar and Notorious B.I.G., correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, Notorious B.I.G. to me is a, is kind of a no-brainer. I, I mean, uh, that, uh, you know, all those, all those rap figures uh, deserve it, because to me, rap is black rock and roll, and, that, and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. case closed. And, and Notorious B.I.G. is just one of the, you know, the, the great seminal figures of that, of that time. Absolutely. So, um, you know, he's, he certainly deserves uh, Tupac's in, right? So yes. Yeah, B.I.G. deserves. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, the other one, I, I, I went through a great deal of rumination. Uh, it, it wasn't an obvious pick for me. Um, you know, I, I mean, in terms of women in rock and roll, Pat Benatar might have done more damage than good, all told. <laughs> okay. Stuff like Hit Me With Your Best Shot. and uh, But... Uh, that pairing is sort of there's something about her and, and Neil Giraldo and uh, they really are a, a, a you know a nice you know normal rock and roll couple and uh, she had a great run there in in the eighties the MTV era I mean she was the big I mean she would you know every year almost you know be the, be the Grammy nominee for best female rock singer just by uh, 
and there should be more women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bang, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, all you need I, to I, say. I'm bending over backwards to do to make sure that you know uh, she gets. You know, they, they get they get represented. They need it. I mean, you know, we need the Bangles. We need the Go Go's. We really you know, we need a lot of those girl groups now to Agreed. step forward. You know, yeah, and, and, and you can't ignore you can't ignore Benatar's uh, place in that in that story i like to think that when you were filling out your ballot you could just feel the pressure that i was psychically sending to you to yeah. vote for her well all, yes all women the entire female race you know i <laughs> yeah. felt like you know right you better pick at least one woman on your mofo ballot or you'll you know be forever you know one of those old white guys, you know. Yeah, but karma's a bitch, am, Roy. But, you know, Car- you go. Yeah, well, I think I think you did a good job, and I'm glad you felt that. I'm glad you didn't ignore that uh, instinct. <laughs> those uh, the ghosts and spirits over your shoulder. This this people psychically talking to you. You did a good job, Roy. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, um, I, yeah, I, I really tried to um, just be uh, inclusive, you know, in, in what I do and. You know, and also take my own, you know, my own gut instinct mm-hmm. and opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, uh, you know, people I've known throughout the year or, um, you know, it's not just about the musical output. I mean, it's it's about the person and the personality. And uh, Wayne, Wayne Kramer is a delightful guy and his wife, Margaret. They're, they're just, they're wonderful people. And they've worked hard for whatever you know success that they've had so they Mm -hmm. you know it's a reward and i'm not embarrassed to you know say uh hey i'm prejudiced i you know i know them and i I like them you know and i want them to be in and uh well that's uh uh, that's good i mean the ballot is subjective i i think the rock and roll is subjective and i think everybody Uh, absolutely and that's the beauty of it because you can argue and discuss Mm -hmm. and make points and um that's uh that is in fact the enduring value of the whole process and the whole rock and roll hall of fame is making sure the discussions are had and the legacies are understood and the history is known and that rock and roll wasn't invented by billy eilish last year but (laughs) you know um sure well, we yeah, think we think your ballot we think your ballot's yeah. a, a good good balance uh, of all those things that you said. So well, uh, I appreciate it from you guys. Uh, you're the experts. So, <laughs> we uh, are. Oh, glad to be of assistance, and uh, you know, let's do it again next year. Beautiful. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much for sharing your ballot, and thank you for the shout out and variety that really uh, touched oh, us. My, oh, yeah, my truly. Pleasure. You guys do a nice job over there. All right, Roy. Thanks so much. We'll talk to all you right, soon. Have a great New Year. Bye bye. Bye bye. Our old pal Roy. Good old Roy boy. Good to talk to him. You know, I M H O L O I. And a, a good amount of, uh, again, being candid. We appreciate. I love candid insight. Hearing the insight into, you know, trying to be objective, but try, a few picks are I like this person and their wife. Yep. So. <laughs> and I think they worked hard and are nice people. Yeah, which to the purist might seem not great, but I think that isn't an invalid thing to take into account and it's part of the industry it's part of the game it's part of it all i think it is really interesting to talk about whitney though as though she is not michael jackson is in the rock and roll hall of fame yes and he is the king of pop whitney houston was a pop singer 
an incredibly successful one with an amazing gift and she was also produced by Quincy Jones you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's just like it, it's it, yeah it, that it, sexism at, at its yeah core. when you when you yeah. let in a male by certain criteria but then suddenly that criteria is not good enough when the women roll around yes yeah that, and I I wanted to get that in there but it's harder when we are all on the phone correct <laughs> right yeah it is so we apologize if you're screaming at us because yeah. we're not defending say <laughs> like, Whitney Houston get in there and say some shit <laughs> yeah it, it is much more difficult to do when you're talking to somebody on speakerphone okay so we've we've talked to some voters we're going to take a break and we will be right back with some more don't go anywhere And we're back. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you called a friend. Phone a friend. Phone a friend, okay? That's what they say. They say phone a friend. All right, next up, we have someone we've never talked to before. Oh my gosh. We have a brand new person. Someone who is currently on the nominating committee. (gasps) Current NomCom member. Uh, Her name's Amy Linden. Let's go ahead and ring her up. Hello? Hi, Amy. It's Joe Quazala. I'm good. Excellent. My Hello. co-host, Kristen Studdard, is here. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about this. Yeah, thank you so oh much. Oh, my God. You know, let me, allow me to lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, no problem. First things first, uh, you are a current member of the nominating committee. So we, we yes, are... I am. <laughs> I am a current member of the nominating committee. Uh, and I know that the process is intentionally shadowy and secretive so we understand if well, there's well shadowy shadowy sounds like you know rudy giuliani it's not shadowy <laughs> fair you know, shadowy implies something nefarious it's not nefarious it's just, okay you know just not public so you'll so you'll be on the record as it's not nefarious for the people totally not nefarious <laughs> okay uh but it, it is secretive obviously there are things that are private uh about that yeah. i'm curious if you would be willing to tell us who you advocated for in the room this year. Oh, yeah. I nominated uh, Sela and uh, Chaka Khan. Uh, Chaka Khan and Rufus, but Sela uh, and then Chaka Khan. Sure. So that's Fela Kuti. Now, Chaka Khan and or Rufus has been on the ballot many, many times. Is that your yeah. uh, is that your doing or is that something anybody... No, I mean, they can nominate... I mean, I'm not the only one. In, you know, obviously there's a lot of appreciation for her and for them so you know i'm not the only one who's um i just decided i wanted to bring her up this year because i just was really i just think she needs to be in i think they need to be in but she needs to be in you know mm-hmm. is there discussion on shaka khan solo versus with rufus the band is that something yeah, that comes up i know it was i mean i don't know how the strategy works i mean it was funny because they it was like do you want to go shaka khan solo do you want to go shaka khan and rufus and I mean, you can make the argument that there's just as many hits with Rufus as there were with her solo, Mm -hmm. you know? So I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine someone's going to look at the battle and go, well, I love Shaka Khan, but Rufus, ooh, I'm not (laughs) voting for them, you know, it's six one half dozen of the others and it's kind of the more the it's kind of like giving you more reasons to vote for them rather than less reasons yeah because if you just did Shaka Khan I mean I don't really know like I said but but it's like if you just did Shaka Khan then you're kind of almost saying that she didn't have all these hits with Rufus right Mm because you can't it dumped her you can't vote for the Shaka Khan and tell me something good and then go, well, we're just going to ignore all the guys who played all the instruments on the record. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that would not be that would not be fair. No, it's not fair. Whether their household names are all, or not, they were as essential to her as she was to them. You know, it'd be like saying we're going to nominate Prince, but we're not going to let anybody in the revolution get any credit. You know. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> oh, well, then screw them. <laughs> really? Well, he also had nine million bands in his defense. That's true. You know? Yes. That I mean, is, you yeah. would literally have to have half of Minneapolis up there. You know, he did have, like, a gazillion bands. So, yeah, and we know, only have so much time in the induction ceremonies. We can't be reading the phone he, book. Yeah, everybody who ever played. But anyway, so that's how it went, those, those two. Okay, did you feel like the the mention of Fela was it fell on deaf ears or No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Have they come up before? Uh, I don't know if he's come up before because I've only been on the nominating committee for a couple of years, but I do know that um I mean, you know, it's a room of music fans, you know, and, and people who know music. So, I would have been very surprised if people have been like you know, I thought I kind of read. I always come up with, you know, I always literally make the decision like on the subway over there. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I have like nine million choices, and then I get in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this one. But um, I just felt like I don't know. I just felt like, especially this year, with there's so much influence of African artists on the charts now. You know, mm-hmm. it just felt like, sure, why not? You know, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Uh, how do I mean, you... it was a long shot, but what I mean, Sister Rosetta Sark was a long shot. Yeah, and a, and a, an artist that needed to be in. So the fact that someone yeah. brought her up, it, it paid off. Yeah, I mean, what the hell, right? It makes me look cool for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you feel about the ballot, the final ballot, generally? You know, I'm going to echo what everybody's saying. There should be more women. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of astounding to me. Um, and I'm not, again not the only one who's saying it. it's just astounding to me that they that there's not more women. You know, I just don't get it. Um, Do you feel that burden on you when you're in the room? No, I mean I'm not going to nominate somebody just because they're a woman. But I mean, I you know I just feel like it's there are more women voters now, which is great. And it's not to say that women are going to vote for women, but there just there are certain artists where you're like. I just don't get it. I just don't understand what the big deal is. This is not a genre where there haven't... The the parameters are so broad, thankfully, Mm -hmm. that I don't understand why it's such an issue. I I mean, I just don't understand. I don't... It's not intentional. It's not an intentional issue. I just... It just sort of kind of surprises me. I mean... You know, in the the last ceremony, two people stood on stage and said, "More women, more women, more right. women." Yeah, both you know? of the women. <laughs> both of the women. To, you know, and it's not like they'd have to like. She sings good for a girl type of thing for women. <laughs> I, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I just don't get it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it surprised oh. us, given that those two speeches from the ceremony happened. It kind of felt like that was part of the conversation, and that next year we would see more women because it was such a vocal, public thing. So we, we were surprised. Yeah. I've been voting for a really long time, um, and I'm always surprised by who makes it and not surprised. You know, certain mm-hmm. people, I'm like, I mean, when Roxy Music got in, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> so did we. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was No, I was like, are you fucking kid sorry but i was yeah. like oh my god like really yeah you know? that, that kind of emboldened our uh faith in the process a little bit 
given that? No, an... I was absolutely shocked, and, and because that they were popular in the room didn't. Make, but I was like, really? Like people actually listen? Like I was shocked. I was just in the, in the best possible way. You know? Yeah. Well, can we ask who you voted for this year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I voted for Kraftwerk because I'm a glutton for pie. I don't understand why they're not in. I don't get it, but whatever. So I voted for Kraftwerk. I voted for Biggie. I voted for Shaka. And, okay, I, so I didn't... I believe Whitney definitely deserves to be in there, but I'm very, like... I feel like you have to let the, the precursors in before you let... I feel like Shaka has to be in there before, you know... Yeah, that's, be, that's yeah. true. She's every woman. Just because, I mean, God damn it, Whitney had two of her, had two huge hits with Shaka songs. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I voted for Shaka, Kraftwerk, Biggie, and then <laughs> to shut Ben Merlis up. <laughs> our our friend Ben, yeah. Seriously, to shut him up because he was driving me nuts when he did our podcast. I voted for T-Rex. Not that I hate T-Rex, but I was sort of on the fence about him. And I said, you know what? Yeah, sure, T-Rex. And then to make my podcast partner, Courtney, happy, I voted for Pat Benatar. And to make Joe's podcast partner, Kristen Studdard, happy, you voted for... I I hope that... I really hope she gets in. I think she will. I mean, I think she will. But the thing is, I like Pat Benatar. I don't love Pat Benatar, but I like her. But I definitely was like... If she would be a very good representation of girls in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mm-hmm. think she would carry the mantle. She is legitimate. I respect her her hustle, you know? Yeah. So is she, is she my favorite artist of all time? No. Do I listen to her that often? No. But I, I voted for her for Courtney and on the strength of two songs, which I think are fantastic songs. And then I voted, you know, why not? I, I think that's good. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from your own personal tastes to uh, acknowledge artists that are worthy, even if they're not your thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, she's just not, like, you can't make any real argument against her. True, very true. You know, even though I'm, like I said, not a massive fan, I mean, I'm looking back and I go, well, I mean, you just can't deny that woman's career. I mean, you can't deny what she was. And, t- and, and T-Rex, I was sort of teasing about that, but... I mean, mm-hmm. they are great, and 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 that genre of music does need to have. Just because something wasn't huge in the United States doesn't mean it doesn't have validity, you know. Very true. We we you know. agree with you there. I think that's a really good ballot. I like that ballot a lot. Yeah, that ba- that's thank an excellent much. ballot. You did a, you did a great <laughs> job, Amy. I, mean, I would love thank you, thank you. I mean, I would love to see Biggie be able to win in Brooklyn. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, with hip hop, you take you take it where you can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he should be in he should first be in year first eligible. Year. It's a lot of dead people. There is. It's, any, mm-hmm. How many dead people do I have on my ballot? Uh, so pretty oh, much only two. Well, all of all of T Rex and then uh, Biggie. yeah, Biggie. There's a lot of dead people this year. A lot It'd of dead people on the ballot. Yeah. Like who would accept for Whitney? Oh, I guess her mother's still alive, right? Yeah. I suppose, alive. but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I mean, Bobby. Bobby's still around. I would pay to see that. I would really I would, hate to see I, I would pay to see no. Bobby Brown get up there. Oh, my God. I would, that, that would make me so annoyed. I would hate yeah, that. Yeah, I think he would, though. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Oh, no. Are you kidding? There's probably... No, he has no legal anything with her, but no. I mean, it's... I don't think it'll be him. No, who knows? No, I don't think it'll be Bobby. 
Maybe he'll maybe he'll jump on stage and, and say, I'm going to let you finish. Yes. Bobby's or, trying to get back in the news. Or, I'm going to let you finish, but Whitney Houston had the greatest Valley Park cover of all yeah. time. <laughs> now, you were saying the fan favorite is Dave Matthews? Well, that's, the, the, that's who has won the fan vote. And they mobilize their troops very well. You know, they, they tweet about it every day. There's links all over their website. And they just have a very passionate fan base. So Dave Matthews has run away with a fan vote. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very diplomatic response. Was there a feeling in the room? Are you at liberty to say? Was there a feeling in the room when Dave was brought up? No, nobody reacts. I mean, there's no kind of like everybody. Nobody is, flips a uh, table. Nobody's like, are you kidding me? Everybody reacts. I mean, no one's going to sit there and go, oh, my God, it's fucking kidding me. I mean, no. I mean, everyone in there. I have never heard anybody nominated where you're like, you must be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. I, I yeah. really haven't, and mm-hmm. I have. You know, I've never heard. There's never been a, a nomination where it's like, "Are you kidding me with this?" Well, that's good. You know, that's good yeah. to hear. Um, Amy, I mentioned I'm gonna let you finish. That is also the name of your podcast. I want to give you the chance to plug My it. Po- yes, it's a podcast. Courtney Anderson and I. We are both music industry survivors, so we are on Twitter at. Finish Ima, I-M-M-A, and it's called I'm Gonna Let You Finish, and we're on Instagram at I'm Gonna Let You Finish New York, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Play Music. All over the place. please, Spotify, we're also on Spotify, (laughs) we're on Facebook, it's it's a lot of fun, the podcast is a lot of fun, it's us talking, you know, about music and whatnot. I will say that I went to the ceremony last year for the first time because mm-hmm. um, I wrote the essay for Janet Jackson, and it is pretty. It's it's pretty fun. It's pretty impressive, and it is really cool. It was at Barclays. There, you know, I understand it's different than it was when it was at the Waldorf, mm-hmm. but um, it is really cool to see the. Fans get into it. I mean, it really is. Oh yeah, we, we oh were, yeah, we were there. We last were both year. there. Uh, we, oh, last year. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, and we it will was, be well, there. Well, I mean, can I tell you? Can I tell you a really funny story about Please. it? Please. When Janet got nominated, Holly George Warren, who does the booklet, and she's an old friend of mine, she said, "You know, if Janet gets in, do you want to do the essay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I mean, what do you get for you to do the essay?" She goes, "We get to go to the show." And I said, "Oh wow, lots of music gets in." She goes. Wow. And, you know, I know, I'm insane. Because uh, I've only watched it on television. I've only seen it on TV, and it looks small. So I proceeded to go. I stopped eating cake and sugar, and I just decided, and I had my friend come over and do my makeup for me, and I got, it was insanity. And, of course, I get there, and I'm nowhere near Brian Ferry, and, <laughs> you know. But I was all excited that I was going to meet Brian Ferry. But the craziest thing is, so we're at the... Before the show, they have, like, little snacks for everybody, and it's a lot of fun, and you see, you know, people, like, writers you haven't seen in a long time, and it's lots of fun. And there's this woman, and I'm looking at this woman, you know, she's blonde-haired, you know, kind of typical, you know, like, typical blonde-haired, kind of L.A.-looking woman. And I'm looking at her, and all of a sudden, I I say to um, Andy Schwartz, who's also one of the voters, I go, okay, is that Marla Maples? Whoa. And he looks, and he goes, it is. I'm like, what the? What? <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing here? 
there, and how drunk can we get her to spill some dirt? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh my God. This is the, the fate yeah. of the nation is on your shoulders. Yeah. It was amazing last year, weren't they? They were great. Oh, yeah, incredible. And I kind of lost my shirt when I saw Harry Styles, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sitting at a table mainly with men, and then I squealed when he came out, and they all looked at me, and I went, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you see Harry Styles. You're supposed to squeal. Yeah, you you he had the is right. The embodiment yeah. of of a, a female squeal. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Yeah, he's the per, he's squeal personified. Yes. Who? Harry. Harry. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. Absolutely. He's, just, he's absolutely adorable. But um, who do you guys think is going to get in? I think the I think the class is going to be Whitney, Biggie, Pat Benatar, Doobie Brothers, and T Rex. And if there's a sixth slot, I think it'll. Wait a minute. You said Dave Matthews. You said Dave Matthews. Well, I mean, oh, they have the fan. Yeah, the, as you as you may know, the the fan vote it comprises one ballot out of okay. all you know a thousand or twelve hundred or whatever it is. Oh wow! Every year, the winner of the fan vote coincidentally has also been inducted, but I think this will be the first year where this doesn't happen. But who knows? Last year, the fan vote was Def Leppard. Uh huh. Yeah. And the year before, it was Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. I, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course. You know, it's. But, I, you know, I have no dog in the show with Dave Matthews. You know what I mean? I just can't imagine any voter voting for them. I don't know. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Well, didn't they say? Didn't Dave Matthews say we don't deserve to be in? He sure did. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna okay. his humble. You don't think Trent Reznor is gonna get in because now that he apologized for saying mean things about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on stage, you don't think he'll get in? I don't. I don't know. I, I think he could get in. I think. I think there's. He has a shot for sure. I think he really has a shot. I think he's on the outside, uh, though, looking in. <laughs> I think Motorhead has a really good shot. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I haven't heard. I mean, I'm only going based on people that I know that have voted. I, I just haven't heard a ton of Oh, yeah, heat. only because I feel like, I mean, you know what, the thing is, is that I think that he's one of those, like, he's super revered among music. It depends how many other metal groups have gotten in there. Yeah, you know? we, we, our but theory... super revered. I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like him, our theory is that the hard rock, the heavy metal ba- uh, acts on the ballot are going to split the votes. Judas Priest, Motorhead, Thin Lizzy, maybe even extending to MC5 and Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails. It's a lot of heavy artists. A lot artists. of heavy artists. And, and we, we could see yeah. that splitting, especially among Judas Priest and, and Motorhead. They feel like they are kind of the same lane. Well, and then... I don't... I guess... I don't know about the past one. That's another band that, you know, that's like... I don't... It just goes over my head or under my head or something like that, you know. Yeah, they're another one. I think them and Soundgarden are the vying for a sixth slot, if if there will be a sixth slot. But I don't know. But we'll find out soon. Yeah, and like I said, it's always, I have to say that it is like literally the highlight of my year, which either speaks volumes about how sad my life is or how much fun it is. Because it is just like a hoot and a half to sit in a room with people who... Whether you like them or don't like them or don't even know them, who are just driven by this, you know? And I have just some of the, especially the famous people in the room, mm-hmm. um, their taste is like, wow, I never would have thought, you know, they're just, it's just cool. Not because they're famous. I could care less about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless Harry Styles goes on the ballot, and then I'm going to get very excited. Um, 
but it's it is really nice. It's a sense of like everybody's here for a shared purpose, and they, and there is. I was very flattered and couldn't quite understand why they asked me to be on it, but I gladly took the uh, invitation. Yeah, but um, I was shocked actually, and it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see people. And you listen, I voted for years. I've read all the criticism people have of it. I'm not saying this because this is done by people who really do give a damn about music. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of passion about music in the room. That's very good to hear. And I think it shows. Nobody's opinion is belittled. No choices. No no eye rolling. There's no, you know, it really is. So I have to give credit where credit is due, where it's just there's nobody who's more important than anybody else. It's all the same. You know? I love to hear that. You know, I've heard I've heard similar things too from people who were like former nominating committee members saying that it's just nice to be in a room full of people who all give a shit about music. Yeah. And yeah, they're no, all knowledgeable. Really Especially, you know, since I'm not writing as much as I used to. I mean, it just is. I mean, you're in there, whether you're fans or you like them or you've people I've been in a, I'm in a room of people who have fired me from jobs, okay? Uh-huh. But I yeah. know that they give a fuck. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, what, whether you want to have an argument about whether there should be a rock and roll, whatever, it is, okay? But it's just nice to be in a room with people who really care. And I will honestly say that it's, it's first off, great to catch up with people. There are a lot of people in the room that I've known for years. Mm-hmm. You know, friends of mine, James and our Reggie, you know, people, Nathan Bragg. I've known these guys for years, you know, so it's fun to see them. It's fun to meet new people. But everyone there, it's just un, it's undeniable passion. And it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, he, really, he wants him. That's interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and hopefully we'll get more girls then, you know? Yes. More women. Yes, let's. Great. Well, Amy, yep. thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. We really sure. appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Happy Great to New talk Year. to you. Happy thank New Year. You. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Well, that was great. A new friend. A new friend. And guys, guess what? I managed to not ask her about the hoagie, and I want you to know <laughs> it was on my mind. She I was had. struggling. I well, you, I was like, and then the how corners, am I going to explain this to her? The corners of her mouth were watering. Yeah, it really would have complicated I, a bunch of stuff. I knew it would, and I want you to know I held back, and I know everybody at home was just screaming, like, ask her about the hoagie. What does she get? What's her order? She's thinking on the subway on the way there. What am I going to get on the hoagie? Who am I going to nominate? Those are Those would be my two competing questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, your restraint was admirable. And thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can always email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com, at rockhallpod on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, why don't you... Say say hoagie a, say yeah say tell me about the hoagie. Are you going to be doing any shows soon? I'm doing at the end of January. I'll be in San Francisco at San Francisco Sketchfest. That'll be great. Look out for that. You can always go to hellokristen.com. That's correct. To see your dates. I'm going to be all over the place in January. I'm going to be in Royal Oak, Michigan at Ridley's Comedy Castle from the 16th through the 18th of January. I'm also going to be in Vegas uh, on January 24th. 
a uh, lot of stuff coming up. You can go to jokewasall.com to see that. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.